0: Welcome to another episode of The Ali Show and today we have another very special guest Jenna Fabian, professional MMA fighter, uh, former kickboxing or sorry Muay Thai world champion but um, anyway Jenna before we start how are you?
1: Well thank you, very good. On the other side of um, um, my fight on the weekend so feeling good, feeling hydrated. Yeah, feeling I like to. Fed. I like
0: to talk about that fight. So well. that's very cool. Yeah. Um, that was your first professional boxing fight. Correct. So sort of your boxing debut. Um, we'll, yep. we'll get into that in a bit. But um, anyway, Jenna, bef- uh, before like we go on, probably uh, a lot of people who are watching this already know who you are. Uh, but for those who don't, could you give us like a brief introduction about yourself?
1: Of course. Um. So my name is Jenna Fabian. I am mixed martial artist. Um. With my base being Muay Thai, I fight professionally for City Kickboxing, signed under the PFI organization. I'm Samoan, German, Maori, European, Scottish. Um. Originally. That's,
0: that's like a good mix of uh- and lot of fruit salad, yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, yeah, originally uh, uh, from West Auckland, Te Aratu, um Later moved out to Grey Lynn, so um, consider those two my 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 home base, my hoods, um, and yeah, that's that's all I can think of. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we could we could go a little bit into a few things, but um, <laughs> yeah, which which I will. Um, but anyway, Jenna, um, you know, talking about being a professional MMA fighter, um, when did this the whole thing start for you? When did you get into combat sports, and uh, how did it come about?
1: Yeah, um, I originally started training in Muay Thai, um, like I mentioned, that's my base, um, in the Mecca. Uh, in thailand uh originally upon a holiday um yeah training holiday was that in
0: uh, bangkok phuket
1: that was in phuket mm. the su- uh, south of thailand um where all the beaches and the nice weather is yeah.
0: um, classic holiday destination yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why, why are you doing muay thai over there when you're supposed to be on, on a holiday <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a holiday that was yeah so i think that added to me um that all contributed to me probably falling in love with it um but yeah that's how i started and um yeah never had done uh combat training or any martial art growing up um, my base and background uh, up until that point was track um and then yeah just developed from there
0: how did you find that first you know the the first part of like learning muay thai and all that getting hit you know, so you were an athlete, you were high, you know, a uh, high level athlete before that, but you were not getting hit, you know, and it's a different thing. How was that? How did you adapt to that change?
1: It took me a long time. Um, being hit in the face uh, isn't natural. And so, um, yeah, it, it took me a while um, since, uh, from when I started training. Um, initially, it was just pads <laughs> and bag and, you know, techniques and drilling, uh, which I believe that's how you should start when you get into um, any kind of uh, contact martial art or contact sport. and um, and then yeah, it wasn't until probably my first year or maybe even going into the second year that I actually started sparring where I um, picked up the courage to um, mm-hmm. start sparring.
2: Hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at The Ali Channel. We'll see you soon, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast.
1: Um. So, yeah.
2: And especially, you know, being a lady,
0: and usually, you know, your face is very important, <laughs> and now you're absorbing punches, elbows, knees, and kicks to the face.
1: Yeah, I've changed, man. <laughs> I've changed, for sure. Yeah, nah, initially, like... All those things, of course, you worry about those things, and it's the unknown as well. And um, you don't know how to react. You don't have composure. You don't. You, it's just it's like anything that that also is trained, and uh, you know you you build up a conditioning to that as well. Um, you've just got to go through all those uncomfortable phases and and parts and uh, of the process. Um, but now, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like there's not a day where I don't absorb some sort of punch to the face or body or kick or someone's head underneath my chin, wrestling, something like that. So now it's just, yeah. Yeah,
0: and especially uh, the fact that you train at City Kickboxing Gym, which, um, you know, has a lot of other male fighters, right? And so most of the time when you're sparring, um, you're sparring with other you know, with meals mm. and, uh, punches and kicks and all that are <laughs> definitely a lot harder than, than, than what you'd expect. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. And, um, you know, the pool of guys, um, and men that I train with, um, all know how to hit and all know how to find the button too. So not only are they big hitters, they're sharp and accurate and, uh, you can, yeah, you can, uh, it can keep you honest at any, any day of the week. <laughs> mm,
0: it's, would you say that is like to an advantage, you know, when you train with such high level athletes in the gym, you know, um, and you learn from them and all that, that when you actually go out to compete, you feel like, you know, this is uncomfortable here.
1: 100%. Like, um, it's not until, because, because we, we, uh, are in the trenches with each other daily and, and working with each other daily. We're all, our, our, our group are so solid and so consistent. Um, we're, they're professional, you know, so we're in there, um, two to three times a day, pretty much six days a week with each other. It's a lot of time together. And so we're all getting better, um, at the same rate and all working and adding to, um, our arsenals. But, uh, it's hard to know where you're at sometimes because, like I said, you're all elevating together, and so you know, you're you're familiar with what each other's trying to do, and trying to get off on each other. So that can be hard to um, uh, uh, know where you really are in terms of um, your competitors and and the outside world. And like you said, it's not until you go to fight that you realize, like ah this works for me or the things are working or, you know, that you understand that there really is levels to this and that, um, the work that you get inside the gym more often than not is the hardest work you're going to get, you know, not to say you won't have tough fights and that's, that's another experience on its own. But, um, when you can, when you're, uh, putting yourself in positions where, you're not the most dominant one, or someone who's, um, uh, technically or um, strength or power wise, or on some aspect, whether that be range or, um, or um, at a at a particular code, are better than you. Um, then, you know, you know, you're in the right place, mm. where you have like multiple people who can test you in different ways.
0: Yeah. Um. So talking about like going around and fighting, you know, um. You've obviously traveled quite a bit. What are some of the places that you've uh, traveled to, trained at, or competed at before?
1: Um. Yeah. Thailand being one of them. Um. Malaysia, Burma. Um. <laughs> never go back to that country again. Wait, um, was that, Burma? Um, Burma.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a bit different. Like I, I, I was, I was there once for yeah. a job. It's definitely a little bit. Different. Yeah. But uh why why would you say that um, it wouldn't be particularly interested in going back there?
1: Um there must oh, be some we,
0: stories there. <laughs>
1: oh no, there's this guy I know called David uh Sanchai Ong. <laughs> 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 and um and he's from there, so Um, once I met him, I vowed never to go back there again.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay, guys, for people who are watching, that's actually a joke, you know, it's not real. If you guys know who Senchai is, he's a good guy,
1: he's my brother, that's my brother. Yeah, no. It's all the Love inside
0: him. gym jokes. But yeah. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Sanchai. Sanchai, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's probably going to be laughing away when
1: he watches this. <laughs> no, yeah, so um, no, I went uh, all over around that, but mm. um, or around that whole border because was, we had to make frequent um, visa runs when we we're living in, um, when I was living in uh, Thailand and when I was based there for a few years. So um, all those bordering countries I went to, went to the Philippines a lot like the Philippines, um, Singapore, um, and like spent time in all these places too. So that was really um each were um really cool experiences. Um and all and got to experience all those different cultures um around that like Southeast Asia region. So um yeah, really cool. Um
0: how did you find like um okay, so obviously like traveling um around Asia and all that. So you go to Thailand and like, you know, from a space like Thailand to, say, Singapore. Mm. And then, you know, there's a big difference in these two places. Yeah,
1: totally. And, um,
0: you know, in terms of, like, we talk about the price of, like, the living there, you know. Um, was that a bit of a shock for you from, like...
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Like, um, yeah, the Singaporean dollar is, like... Um, well, Singapore is, I think, per capita, one of the most expensive cities in the world. In the world, yeah um and so yeah that was a shock on my um on the bart yeah. <laughs> what, what i was making at the time if for yeah. anyone that doesn't know the bart is the Thai dollar i
0: think and, it's um, one what was it now one uh New Zealand dollar it's around 20 ish yeah five it yeah, yeah yeah
1: it's um i think it's so. Even, yeah. Yeah, it's even clo- yeah i think it's not far off it's it's even weaker now back mm. then it used to be 10 uh, but to the dollar Ooh, yeah, yeah but um yeah so <laughs> it was always a the, a shorter trip in Singapore <laughs> in yeah. those days because I was fighting in Thailand and you don't make much that's mm. for sure you cover your rent and maybe like yeah just your basic living expenses and um, then you fight again to cover the next month <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> so or, that must have been yeah a little bit. Yeah, because you don't make as much, you know. Uh, but the the living expenses in Thailand is slightly lower. You yeah. know, compared to like other places. How did you How did you find that? Like you know, to f- that kind of fight to survive.
1: Yeah. Kind of um, lifestyle. Yeah. Well, I was I was, um, just new to the to the sport. Um, at that point when I was based and and decided to live over in Thailand and. And that's why so many uh, foreign and young fighters from this side of the world and all over, really, you know, the States, England, um, places like that, Russia, um, uh, you know, base themselves over in Thailand. because of that reason, they're able to um, train um, all of, you know, um, get all their needs in terms of training and and train full time and um, grow as fighters and um, get the the dedication, um, time that they need to apply to the sport, as well as be able to afford, um, daily food and cheap brand and all those things. So, um, at that point, that's all I cared about. I didn't care about money and didn't mm. care about making anything. I just wanted to, um, put my head down and grind and, 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 um, yeah, just uh, apply all my energy and time into my training mm. and growing as a fighter at that point. So I found that really beneficial, um, and I loved it at the time. Then when I found um, – then when I – after a few years, I realized, like, I needed to take another step um, toward actually getting bigger fights and bigger opportunities and started to – make. you know, I needed a – different look in terms of training um and i needed to grow uh in that area that's when i started to um look abroad and 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 also come home to Mm. new zealand
0: yeah because um from from what i understand and what i know as well before you made that move to thailand you were working in a relatively uh, good job. You had good money. Mm. Um, you earned a, a decent living. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say decent. A little bit, slightly above average. Yeah. Right. Um, how How did you? Was it hard to adapt to this new income?
1: Yeah, it was actually. Um, at the time, I was quite. I was young and like like you said, I was. I was making quite good money. Um, to support myself in a pretty affluent area of Sydney, because I had moved from Auckland to Sydney Mm. at that time. And um, we're living on the eastern suburbs, um, Coogee, Ramwick area. And, uh, yeah, so that was, like, a really fun place to be for, you know, a a teenager um, coming into her 20s. So it was, like... Yeah, I was used to a certain
0: lifestyle, st- lifestyle standard yeah. of
1: living, and you're young and you're out, um, you know, uh, spending just spending and mm. just
0: um, living spending a pretty money, pretentious, party. li- yeah, partying, <laughs> all the and, nice dinners, and,
1: yeah, yeah, and living a pretty pretentious lifestyle. What you don't realize at the time mm. is just kind of what you. Um, or you're surrounded by so. You, and when
0: you're young, you kind of want to fit in,
1: yeah, and like blend in
0: with everybody else, I, yeah. I, I know what
1: totally. And so um, then when I become a fighter over in Asia, <laughs> I it took me a while to um, uh, get accustomed to not having those like um, luxuries. Yeah, luxuries, um, and even little things, um, just like. Uh, things like I like to do like upkeep like nails and my hair and things like that just all those girly things I had to I couldn't do anymore and I wasn't living that kind of lifestyle where I was working corporate going out on the weekends um out in Sydney and so I didn't yeah it was just like oh I can't do this anymore I can't do it at will like I used to so yeah yeah it was a big learning curve and uh it it was for the better like it taught me you know not to Mm -hmm. be so pretentious and um and uh uh, what's the word like yeah not to not to uh indulge in unnecessary things Mm -hmm. really because it's unnecessary shit
0: (laughs) well I mean some girls would argue but um yeah oh no no
1: like don't get me wrong it is um self-care and making yourself Mm -hmm. feel good and um, dressing up and looking beautiful and things like that those are all very um, uh, lovely and nice things and necessary things to do as a woman for sure but um, sometimes I think at that point what I meant was I was probably more concerned with that side of thing like that side of things when um, it wasn't always necessary to mm. upkeep things like that.
0: yeah. Um, so when you were in Thailand, uh, which of the gyms were you training out there? Um, um, Tiger Muay Thai. Yeah, originally. Originally, Thailand?
1: Tiger yeah. Muay Thai for, um, I think over a year, two years, and then <clears throat> I went to uh, a tr- like quite a traditional like Muay Thai only gym, Lion Muay Thai. It was there? It was in Rawai Beach. Um, that was such a cool. That was such a cool gym and like experience and like the part of Phuket it was at it was like next to um, this elephant sanctuary and stuff. Ooh. So that's how I woke up every morning, like going to see the elephants and riding past the elephants. And it was a sanctuary that was actually like deemed a. Um, it was actually a good one because they've got a lot of like.
0: Yeah, this this the one that they were saying. Um, is it the difference between like? places where they have the elephant rides and you sit on the elephants on that metal kind of seats, you know, that one hurts the elephants, right?
1: Yeah, and they just, and they just, yeah, treat them like they don't give them what they need, you know, Mm. to be free and happy. Um, I've seen
0: some of the documentaries and it's nasty, man, how they get treated and, you know, they have that stick with a spike on the end where they'll poke the elephant to get them to do shit. The ones where they um oh, i can't remember what's the name of it. i think it's on vice if i'm not wrong the ones where they force um the elephant to do shit like uh, for that circus show thing yeah make them stand on this stool and dance and like
1: it's phew. terrible those guys should be shot and it's all just to make money off of them and mm-hmm. yeah they keep them basically in prison that stuff broke my heart over there and so yeah, like when I, like I said, I, I'd ride past every morning, this elephant sanctuary, and it was so cool. I'd go in and feed them and take them food, and I knew like what foods they liked. And so I'd just stand over the fence. But that was actually a good one where they actually um let them um, kind of live in uh, a natural habitat, like, mm. you know, big lakes and a massive forest for them to.
0: Was to, it it's, it's a private land or...
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, yes, yeah, that one was in particular. So, yeah, that was so cool. That was just like such an experience. And I used to like have to pinch myself sometimes or like where I was at mm. and my surroundings because, you know, coming from central Auckland.
0: <laughs> bit of a different... Yeah, <laughs> bit of a
1: different scene. And so, yeah, yeah, That, that I was there. And then I later went to um i later got approached to um join aka thailand mm. at the time they were just um opening up and um yeah one of the um one of the um people that were working for them and and uh, at the time approached me knew where i was at and said hey we're opening this mega gym do you want to come mm. be a part of our team and yeah so that's how i was there
0: um During this time that you were in Thailand, because a few of the uh, boys at CityKate Boxing or, um, well, like Kai, uh, John, Israel, Dan, they've all been to Thailand to train as well. Yeah. Did you train? uh, Did they come um, to those gyms when you were there? In yeah, that period.
1: Yeah, um, Brad was based, yeah, Brad as well in, was mm-hmm.
0: Tiger Muay Thai. Yeah,
1: he's at Tiger Muay Thai. He was at Lion Muay Thai originally, the one that I just talked about, and then, um, when he was like uh, purely kickboxing at that time, and then he later then moved to Tiger Muay Thai. Kai, um, came over to Tiger Muay Thai, um, initially on the uh Tiger Muay Thai tryouts, um, and then that's how he. Uh, moved over and was based in Thailand for his stint there as well. Um, Dan, yeah, came through to train and then he was based there for a period. Um, under as Izzy would come over and train and huge. Um, and, yeah, they built um, a good relationship with the guys at Tiger there and um, to what it is today, you know, with the Hickman brothers.
0: Hickman brothers, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, no, and they, they, and they loved, they loved all the Kiwi boys when they'd come over. um, Yeah, and loved their vibe and obviously, you know, loved uh what they had to offer and bring. Mm. In terms sort of, of a
0: different different vibe as well from the usual. Yeah. Because you know that, you know, the groups of people that will come to Thailand and train. And yeah, it's very different.
1: We're unique, man. Like, yeah. that's what I didn't realize. You know, you don't know what you don't mm. know. We're just used to each other and we all grow up with each other um, and get each other's lingo and jokes and and cultures and whatnot. But over there, people think we're just so cool. It's so funny. It's so funny. And they think we're so like out the gate, <laughs> you know? And then and like, and I guess we are different and unique in our humor and um, our melting pot of cultures and how we kind of are as Kiwis. So yeah, it's cool. It was funny. It was funny that just everyone loved us.
0: When did you make yeah. that move to Australia? Um, sorry, not to Australia, <laughs> to uh, the US?
1: Um, that was after I came home for a stint and then I was back home training at uh, City Kickboxing. Mm. Um, and then I was going back to Thailand to actually collect, uh, my, a few belongings there. I had a place there. And so, um, I was doing a trip to kind of round everything up and, um, bring, bring some more stuff back home. And literally while I was back in Thailand doing that, um, I got a, um, offered to go train out in California, yeah, and so that's, from there, um, first person I called was huge, and he he pretty much told me to to um, take that opportunity and explore that and gave me his blessing to to do it because I wasn't going to, I just didn't know how I was going to, mm. uh, like, um, you know, live there and uh, cover my expenses and all these you know, yeah, and living costs that, and things like that. Definitely
0: a big jump compared to... Yeah, England. yeah.
1: And it was in the Bay Area, which is, like, one of the most expensive, you know, um, mm. cities in the world as well. Per capita just outside, or San Francisco just outside. Um, so anyway, like, yeah, I just didn't know how I was going to do it. And, um, yeah, the gym was offering um, me to be over there and... and. Um, and you know, live with live live with um one of the owners of the gym and things like that. And so, yeah, you just told me to go do it.
0: That was the um. So for people who don't know, that was uh, for when you were offered to fight, um, uh, on PFL.
1: Yeah. Is it correct? Yeah. But that didn't come till after. That mm-hmm. wasn't anything to do with um, PFL. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: I was already. Um, living and training um, in Ty- uh, Sorry, in uh, California when um, I got approached by the PFL,
0: yeah. And um, so, how did how, how did that come about? Like, you know, when you got that news, um, you know, offered the to be fighting on PFL. How did you take that all in? What was your reaction?
1: Yeah, Ray if just messaged me on Instagram, <laughs> and then um and then he gave me a call like he'd, he'd followed me and, and like obviously I knew who he was but like we all had, um we all come from the you know same lineage really back here, and so um um he was aware of um who I was and what I was doing and who I trained uh, under and he knew um, that I had been based in the states, um at that point for a couple of years and then, um, yeah, he just gave me a call.
0: Hmm. And, um, so yeah, talking about, um, you know, PFL MMA now, um, so you were on their first season that was in 2019?
1: Yeah. Their first season, uh, like of having the female lightweight division.
0: And you had two fights on that one, uh, one win and one loss. And how was that? whole experience for you for that for that season
1: it was it was um all in all like a really um pleasurable like experience and in terms of the promotion and the people and dealing with um uh yeah a promotion and a production of that kind of um magnitude um being on getting to um on ESPN, getting to travel all over the states, the east coast New York, uh, Vegas and, and places like that um, was so cool, uh, I really enjoyed it um, and yeah like I said the production and the staff and how it ran and how they looked after us um, was a really cool experience I'd never been obviously like signed to a promotion that big prior so yeah it was cool was
0: it was it um, would you say it was hard to kind of ad- adapt to that or uh, in the beginning?
1: Yeah, um, not hard just like unsure what to expect mm. and like probably uh, if anything maybe a bit um, yeah, not sure not sure how it would all play out and how it w- I would perceive it and uh, how I would handle it. It was, like, new territory in terms of, like, everything that it came with. Um, yeah, that like, they'd send productions out to our gym and run, like, documentary, like, uh, mini kind of documentaries and uh, lead up to my fights. And, the
0: feature, the cool yeah. feature films and, the like, the embedded, you know, leading and, up to the...
1: Right, yeah, and I was just like, damn, I made it. Like, when they came, there, it was, like, <laughs> that feeling, it was, like... It really cool, yeah. It was really cool, um, and they were so professional on those types of dealings, and like, yeah, like I said, it was my first time experiencing like that sort of stuff, mm. um, and all the media, and they'd have like a some really big name photographers that even I knew of, um, that had been um shot real iconic shots in the UFC and things like that, like famous photos, um, like I said, that are like iconic, um, mm. you know, um pictures and, and like, uh, fighting history and stuff, and then they were out there, like, shooting me, and I was just, like, trying to act cool and, like, composed, Like, <laughs> like it was, like...
0: In the beginning, it must have been a bit like, weird, and yeah. of, like, when you get used to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just had to... um Yeah, I don't know. It's not like I got used to it. It was just, like, I just had to um, calm myself down and not overthink things and not... Um, do too much and just be me and let it come naturally. Um, and just, yeah, just, just try to, um, yeah, handle myself in those situations. And it it's a, a lot of it, obviously, like I said, was new to me. Um, and first time experiences, some of those things. But I, like, uh, yeah, I just had to, I just had to chill out from it. You
0: think that um, sometimes for, um, like fighters coming up in the in the industry uh, who might not have good advice it might lead them astray when when they suddenly get brought into the, you know being under the lights and under the camera bit of a you know being people watching your every move sort of thing
1: yeah I think um well, we're fighters, men, or athletes. Um, like it doesn't matter if it's fighting or you know, mm. um, another professional sport. But I thought, nah, talking about fighting though, we're definitely not taught or like have a blueprint or managed how to handle those types of situations. Um, and as you like advance and as you um start to do well and come up, and then these, these. Um, things get presented to you in terms of more media more uh, exposure and um, things like that we're not we're not taught how to handle ourselves Um, and so we're really raw and really good at what we do and we're really you know young and hungry and coming up and um, sometimes I find that yeah we just don't have a lot of guidance when it comes to that other side so a lot of it is off the cuff just trying to figure it out for ourselves um and sometimes i guess depending on who you are um you can either you're either a natural and you take it and run with it or you um you, you can go the other way and kind of lose control a bit i guess i guess that's where you see that side of it
0: um, Who are the people that um, you kind of look, you know, you look at or you look to um, and sort of follow a, a, a rough kind of
1: hmm.
0: direction that they've taken?
1: Yeah. Um, it's a good idea. I take I take bits of things from everyone, to be honest, um, and apply it to like myself or I'll see um, how someone handles a certain situation or maybe a certain um, uh, like a common thing that's thrown at them, and, uh, and if I like it, or if I find it resonates with me, you know, I'll, I'll run with that, but at the end of the day, I always ask myself, does it fit with me, is that really me, you know, I'll sit with that, and, um, and, you know, figure it out, uh, but, In terms of people, man, like I really do take bits of everything. Uh everything from everyone. Um Mm. hmm. I look up to like yeah, I look up to a lot of different people for different reasons. It's it's now you put me on the spot. It's hard to name, but um I really do. Hmm, yeah, I'll come back to that because I know there are definitely people who I admire from afar or I like how they handle themselves in that situation. Um, and it either teaches me something or it resonates with me. So, yeah, you know, it's just energy. We, like, draw mm. off everyone's energy.
0: So, yeah, talking about the um, two fights that you had on the uh, that, that series. Okay, sorry, before I get into that, um, so PFL MMA actually runs on, like, a slightly different system or the way how they do it. For those who don't know how it is, could you just give us an um, explanation of how the program, like, the season works
1: yeah so like you said it's the based it off a season uh that runs from um april may this year it's in 2021 it's may uh through to new year's eve is the last fight and yeah they're based it off the um, american football league the nfl model uh, so they have uh, your regular season playoff fights and if you make it through that um, with the highest points, you then advance to the quarterfinals. You mm. win that, you you qualify, th- uh, and um, you go through to the semifinals, semifinals, finals. So it's a really cool um, and unique format uh, compared to other promotions such as UFC, Bellator, and Victor mm. One fc things More, like that.
0: In- instead of the uh, the the usual win or lose, mm. and then next and next. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and
1: then make up some rankings, and then put this person together and if this person speaks and <laughs> talks mm-hmm. a big game, then you'll advance and jump ahead of like- You get a little um, bit of
0: advantages.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of messed up how they do that. But um, yeah, so it's it's based on merit, you know, and that's what I really like about it. And you get rewarded if you um, win well, you know, uh, if you stop it early. You know, knock submission, mm. yeah. Then you earn bonus points um, that can put you further ahead in the competition. Um, and it's cool; you can uh, follow your like your fighter or pick up on someone maybe that you didn't know of or um, that uh, stands out throughout the season and follow their journey all the way through. So I think that's really cool, unique thing about the PFL. Mm.
0: So the um the, the sorry sorry the two fights that you had on the um, twenty nineteen season. Um, what did you learn or what did you take away from those two fights?
1: Um, I learned uh, that I learned how to manage myself better in terms of uh, my performance, my recovery, my diet, my everything. I, I, I got a first hand experience and taste of um, what it requires of me and how to manage that better. A lot of lessons in there it was the first time i went from like not fighting and i think a year prior to that maybe even more it was like 15 months mm. to all of a sudden being in this tournament and so um it was an amazing opportunity that i was not going to pass up and not going to say no to but it was like a lot uh, in hindsight like um that i had to adapt to all at once um so that was probably the biggest lesson, lessons um, learned, and uh, yeah, uh, learned how to um, be more comfortable in the spotlight, and like we mentioned before and talked about, like, all the obligations and everything that it comes with, all the promotion and things like that. Prior to that, you know, I wasn't, I was fighting on local shows, I was fighting, um, I'd fought for a world title in Muay Thai, but, um, you know, it was, it was still considered a local, um, promotion um, in the states and yeah, just um, not of that magnitude that the PFL were bringing, you know. So uh, just learned to get more comfortable um, in front of cameras. Mm. Um, yeah,
0: that's awesome. Um, so after after that season, uh, the one in twenty nineteen was when you came back and then just settled down back in Auckland. Yeah, and um, carried on training back at Ceta Kickboxing. Um, Yeah, let's talk about city kickboxing. How is it, um, you know, why is like city kickboxing special to you? Or why did you choose city kickboxing to train it?
1: Yeah, well, um, well, Eugene is uh, my cousin. So, um, but aside from that, like, yeah, just um, it's the leaders that we have and the family environment that um, they've created through you know, hard work and doing things right and being good stand-up people. It's just, um, yeah, they wouldn't have lasted in this game or been able to achieve what they have to date without being who they are, you know, talking about Doug and Eugene. And, um, and then, obviously, the others, other coaches and, and leaders that they've brought on, you know, throughout the time, Andre, Twist, Mike Grove. Um, Adam Johnson, um, who else? Steve, you know, uh, the figureheads of that gym that help uh, make that place take over. And um, so, yeah, they've just bred a really solid, stable of people and it's translated into their professional fighters and then into the members and just overall the vibe and um, the environment that City Kickboxing Boxing is today
0: yeah um so talking about like the um uh training back at Syndicate boxing so um for the well in the recent times you have been training a lot with the uh the boxing team and then also which led to your um first professional boxing event which was last weekend um tell us about that uh fight and uh, maybe you can fill us in on the details of that
1: yeah, man, um, so uh, 2020, crazy year, mm. COVID-19 breaks out, um, everything gets put on hold, the country gets shut down, um, and Doug, uh, and so the, Izzy, Shane, and Kai, I believe, were training for uh, the UFC event, um, I think it was in Las Vegas at the time, yeah, man, so much has happened mm. since then. I can't remember exactly which card that was. But anyway, they were like in the tail end of camp and then yeah, we go into that first lockdown, which that that was like the 2 month one, right?
0: Yeah, the long. I think the long. first one was like a 4 week. The first one was a 4 week uh, level 4. Um, yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, it was from and then and then like we went into like a 2 week. So like all up was like 6 weeks or something. Yeah.
2: Was before long, we could time, it was though.
1: a long ass time it was before, before we could all like come back together or see people again and that's when like things were really unknown you know in terms of the process of like how things would run and stuff so anyway yeah the boys I remember were in that like vital part mm. <laughs> stage of uh, the camp. camp and so when when the when it got denounced Eugene obviously caught a camp within the gym of the main training partners and the boys and uh they had to get you know they had to find a way to continue so that's what he did which i thought was like like really genius of him to, <laughs> to orchestrate and uh come up with you know basically overnight mm. um at the time it had
0: to be done right
1: yeah yeah it had else, to be yeah. yeah like there would have been no other way to do it um and so then when doug called his own with his boxing boys up at his place in Mangawai, um, yeah i was up that way and i asked them if i could um join he's like yeah cool come th- yeah sure just you know come and train and then um i know i like i know where what to expect turned out to be like full-on camp and i think at that stage no junior wasn't training for joseph then a eh? uh,
0: not yet no yeah.
1: not yet not yet yeah, yeah not yet um Anyway, but like, like I think they all, like, a, the, a few of the team, boxing team had uh, upcoming fights. And so, yeah, just hold, held a mini camp and we were out there for like, I forget how long exactly, but it was a long time, like a month or something, um, maybe a little bit less. But yeah, and um, man, we all just like wrote it out and stuck it out. And that's when, um, and, I, and I went there and he was like, well, if you're gonna do this, you're going to only box, you're going to join us, you're only going to box. And I was like, <gasps> I don't just box. And I was like in my <laughs> head, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. The it's first. different. Yeah. I was different, all right. And, like, um, you know, his crew are little killers, little snipers. And so, like, man, that first sparring that I had out there, we did it on Dougie's deck, just, like, out in the sun, wearing our shoes. Like, it, it was, yeah, it was, like, old school, just, like, like one would go in and would just rotate in on 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 the person staying in and and just do our rounds, and um man, I remember just getting my head snapped back like. Oh, yeah, oh especially when you
0: when you talk about you every know, round with, with uh, boys like uh, a <laughs> yeah. you talk about panuve helu, and like these boys are you know. That that jab is not a jab. It's like a it's like a right. It's like a right hand. You know, it's like a power. There's there's no jab. I don't think no. it's a jab.
1: The jabs aren't jabs. Yes, yeah, we know them.
0: Yeah. they're not jabs, man. They're, they're, it's like
1: man. Yeah, it's like a normal person's. Yeah, like you said, right man. hand, and and you just when you think you've got time to breathe, boom! Like your head your head snaps back. So, man, they and they didn't like let off on me. You know. Man. Um, so yeah, that was a real like humbling session, uh, and time up there because man, I was just like, I felt like the weakest link and I was just like, what am I doing here? Like, you know, um, I, I can't hang like boxing with these guys and you got people like Ra, Duke and Mm. all these guys who are, uh, Saeed, you know, like they're all just so slick and bring their own style and such um technicians as well and uh yeah getting into work with all of them definitely like tested me <laughs> and my mental fortitude and my resilience but man did that ever like spark something in me that to this point now that i'm forever grateful for that
0: time yeah mm, this is say- cool. Well, isn't that what they say? Pressure makes uh, diamonds. Yeah,
1: right? yeah, and um, like it like it just tested me in every way, um, and tested me. You know, with patience, with um, ego. Not that I have like this bravado ego or anything, but it does test your ego. You know, right. it's kind of, it's frustrating, um, and humbling. Like I said, when you've got um, people just. Uh, out timing you uh, you know constantly and um i just yeah just bring so much um
0: it kind of pushes you to up your game as well
1: totally Mm. and so that became the motivating factor i was like well shit if i can't beat them right now i've got to join them like Mm. and that was my that was uh where my mindset like flipped over and i was like adamant i was going to stick to this and ride this out and so, yeah, that's where the, like, competitor, like, fighter in me started to come out again. Mm. And, um, and, yeah, I just, I then I just developed this love for it because I felt like I, I was getting schooled so bad and I sucked so bad that, like, man, like, it taught me, like, I need to work on some things, man, like, basic-ass things that I didn't realize I was this bad at or, like, um, that... <laughs> they're so good mm-hmm. at these certain aspects of um of the game that like it taught me where i need to be at and mm-hmm. where i need to work on and level up on so um yeah that was like what inspired it
0: yeah because you you know you have a lot of people who talk about this as well like uh, you know um for example um you know some of the, the guys like maybe teddy at list for example um, they talk about a lot of these things about how um, you know, when MMA fighters go into boxing or boxers get into MMA, kickboxers, you know, like and so on and so forth. Um, it's just like the very limited tools that you have, you know, compared to an MMA fight. Like for MMA, you, have your, you can kick, you know, you can grapple, you can do jiu-jitsu, wrestling and everything. And then when you come to boxing, it's very limited. Mm-hmm. A little bit of grappling, a little bit of like you know sort of wrestling, but mm. you you get you get separated, you know, and then it's just basically your hands. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't kick, mm-hmm. knee, elbow, like. So all, it was I mean,
1: all those tools were taken away from me, yeah, mm. and so it was like ah, all you've got is your hands, and your footwork that you don't have. Um, <laughs> 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 it taught me and it was like. Uh so yeah that was very um eye opening to me like in terms of where like what i need to improve on and so i was like man i need to, i need to get these these uh, i need to, i need more time here mm. i need more time here this can't just end
0: so after this whole period from like last year after the pandemic you know focusing on your boxing upskilling you know just you know fighting with your hands you know uh, a lot of footwork handwork um and then, let, which led to your professional boxing mm. debut last weekend. How did that fight go?
1: This weekend.
0: Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, that's Two right. days ago. Yeah, so, yeah. But
0: when, it, when, when when the video comes out, that'll be last oh, weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. How did the fight go, um, Jenna?
1: Yeah, uh, man, uh, I was just really stoked to get back in there again because it's been like 14 months or so. Yeah, that would have been
0: the first fight after fourteen months. Yeah?
1: yeah, my first fight in fourteen months, and um, the bigger picture was the reason this was, we took this boxing fight was um, you know, to and lead lead up to the PFL season. I didn't want to, and I, and I keep stressing this to to Doug Nuge like last year. I was like, give me a fight, give me a fight, give me a fight. You know, um, please give me a fight. Please give me a fight. Uh, cause I didn't want to, um, go into this PFL season and that be my first fight back. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to feel the feels, um, as extreme as this might sound to some, I wanted to feel someone coming to take my head off. And I wanted to, I wanted to, um, feel that and feel myself react to that and, uh, you know, feel that pressure and, and, ha- and handle it like, so, that was the uh, main goal and reason to to um, take take this boxing fight. Um, and initially, it was supposed to be on the Junior Fa and Joseph Parker card. Mm. And so I was training really hard in um, lead up to that date, which was February twenty seventh. Two weeks prior, um, it got pulled. Um, so. I got stopped in my tracks. I was cutting weight. I was well, long camp well, training. Was there a, um,
0: a reason or what was the reason given for the fight being canceled?
1: Yeah, unaware still at this point, but it was Duco that um, pulled it. They, mm-hmm. I think just budget wise. Um, so I heard um, they pulled a few fights from the card. And unfortunately mine was one of them with my opponent, um, Ari- Ariane Nicholson. That's who I fought. Um, And yeah, then got pushed back to a month later um, on the CTP show, Craig Thompson show. um, That Yeah, just on Friday night. Um, And yeah, if it it happened on that junior Joseph Carter, timing-wise, that was going to work out real perfect for me Mm. because we had already been in camp. I've been training really hard with Doug and the boxing team. And so it was just going to all work out. And then I could fight, have that fight, and um, sink my teeth into my MMA camp and lead up for my first fight in the PFL. But that didn't happen, like I said, and it got pushed back. Then I had to make a decision um, whether or not I would do it because – it would bite into um, my MMA camp, camp um, for this first fight in the PFL. And I talked to Huge, I talked to Doug, I talked to Huge, and I was like, what do you think? And yeah, they basically just said, we weighed it up, like, okay, if you do it, if you don't do it, all right, oh, well, you know, hmm. kiss a goodbye. Um, and just, just focus on this first MMA camp um, and fight solely. If you do do it, you get to get in, but you're going to have to train for both. Um, and so double the workload, two different codes, completely different codes, mm. um, like two different systems that it requires, boxing and MMA um, and all that. And I just said, I, th- I thought about it for a night and... Yeah, I just came back the next day to so you. Just said I'm gonna do it because I need to. I need to. The bigger picture is more important, and I'll take on this extra workload. I'll handle it, and um, and yeah, and we'll go for it. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll have to just um have it pushed out and have less time in between this fight and my my PFL fight, which is in six weeks. Um, but. Yeah, people have taken closer fights prior and, I, and you forget about that because as we get to this point, we tend to have like um, long drawn out camps and it's a while in between fights mm-hmm. um, and so we get used to that
0: mm, having that three <laughs> that three fight uh, four fight a year format yeah eight a six to eight week training camp
1: yeah yeah and and sometimes not even that sometimes mm-hmm. we don't even get to fight three four times a year mm-hmm. you know that's a good year um for a lot of people um but so yeah i just thought about it. i was just like um no nah, this is gonna be worth getting in mm-hmm. and taking this on um uh for the bigger picture. And, Then, yeah, man. uh, There were some days, man, where I was questioning the decision I made because it was tough. Training with Doug is tough, and the boxers, you know, you train with us, and it's not like I can, like, kind of give half of my effort and self in those sessions. You've got to give a hundred percent, otherwise, it's gonna be a rough session for you, you know. And then same in the MMA, you've got to be like mentally switched on you know depending on what session it is it's uh, the most taxing and physical thing you could put your body through um and you've got you know a bunch of men ready to maul you and and you know wrestle you to the ground if um you know most most sessions so yeah it was just like it, it tested me like it was all good it was just some days were rough and that's just how it is but um man having that fight on Friday confirmed to me it was all worth it and um I loved it in there I felt good I felt real good and this girl was like you know Commonwealth and Olympic team member um New Zealand national champion 2021 she just won the nationals a few months ago so um she was like a good caliber opponent, a good first test for me. And yeah, I felt like I did really well. Unfortunately, um, there was a doctor's stoppage, um, after the third round. Um, and yeah, they said there was a head clash, but looking back on the video, her head, she came forward into me. Um, and her head actually hit my shoulder as she was coming forward and we clinched up and, um, I think, like you mentioned before, like from my jab, you from ten, my you cross, I think I tenderized that area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I tenderized her area. and because like her nose was bleeding prior to that and stuff, mm-hmm. so I was landing like quite, quite clean on her on her face. And
0: you must, uh, have, this must be from you picking up those uh, really strong power jabs from the boys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man, fire! I have to have something to like show for like all the. Well, the hidings I've been getting and <laughs> inspiring from those boys, for sure. Like those are definitely like things that um, tools that um, I've sharpened and starting to really apply um, in my game now. I love it. It's uh, it's so cool that I felt the progress and learning from that team. I'm really grateful for that team. Um, and of course... Dougie. Did you feel
0: you, um, got to execute a lot of your plan for that fight?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and I was only just starting to come out more, oh. like, like, I was getting better each round.
0: You are getting sharper. Sharper,
1: and just finding my range, finding my timing, for, um, picking her timing. Because you had a,
0: I think you had a big height and, uh, you know, length, uh, advantage.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was much longer, mm. um uh yeah and reach out there sorry yeah yeah yeah, I was um and so I was really finding that and then like in that third round I was second and third but that third it was like uh a lot more frequent like I was finding my two at the end of my punch Mm. so I I was timing my cross starting to really well in that and then yeah like she put her face into my shoulder and then the doctor stopped it
0: unfortunately it wasn't a head clash right (laughs) unfortunately uh, it does happen um but um yeah i've actually seen the uh uh, photos that was she put up as well i think um yeah someone was asking me uh, about who you were fighting so i just sent the link and then I went and I saw the photo that she posted up mm. of her eye. It was like huge. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy, you know. Um, it looks
1: terrible.
0: It does. Like it was a. It looks like a bad cut. But um, we've we've and that's the thing we've we've seen it before a lot in boxing as well from from people who absorb a lot of not even just like power um, the power hand mm. but just jabs as well. Mm-hmm. I think one of the fight that um, recently. Uh, we watched was one of the Maloney uh, brothers who fought and who had the fight stop. It was crazy. They, they said it was a hit clash. Um, And then they spent like, it was, it was, I think it was in recent times, it was the first, uh, you know, um, incident that happened. they spent like close to 30 minutes Hmm. reviewing the whole footage and you could see that it wasn't a hit clash, you know? And then, and then they like, you, maybe it would have come close, you know, but, it wasn't really a hit clash that caused it. Yeah. Because the other guy, um, I can't remember, he might have been Andrew Maloney or just, uh, I think Andrew Maloney, yeah. So he was jabbing his, the other guy's, I think it's a Mexican guy's eye, uh, his eye heaps. Yeah. And he was just taking a lot. And like we said, you know, it's just getting tenderized, man. And, um, uh, well, we never, we never, we would never really be able to know unless we like have the footage and we review it, it look really closely, but. Man, it's crazy. And he was saying, even he was saying, like you know, it wasn't a hit clash, and it got stopped, ruled a hit clash. It was. It's quite sad. It was a. It was actually, I think, a world title fight. Um, so yeah.
1: much on the line, and then, and then it can just be taken away from people, crazy, just like that. Right? Just like and
0: because um, it happened under, I I want to say maybe under four rounds. Yeah. So if it, it gets ruled a no contest, the um, the belt holder gets yeah. to retain his titles. Yeah. Pretty unfortunate. Um
1: totally unfortunate yeah all that goes into that and then that's the result stink mm, stink mm. and not that, that mine was you know of any kind of mm. you know worth a, you know that kind of caliber but um still man like <laughs> a long ass camp that mm. um and a lot of hard work uh, i've said this before we train train two to three times a day uh, you know six days a week um we're funding all of this, you know, all the expenses in camp, um, you know, and and also my opponent, you know, working so hard to get that kind of mm. result. Um, she did come off a bit more worse off mm. um, having to deal with an injury now. Um, but, you know, uh, like, that, you know, and, and like this is it's not even the fact that it was a free fight. I didn't get paid for it because I agreed to that. Cut five kgs the the day before, um, and and I agreed to that because we agreed to the weight. Um, what was the
0: uh the agreed weight to fight it?
1: seventy two point five between seventy one point five and seventy two point five, and I weighed in at seventy two. Um, and
0: you talking know, the, sorry, just to talk about like the weight cut. Um, you know, so you hear a lot of talk about professional fighters talking about weight cuts and all that, and it's not an easy task. Um,
1: never, never an easy or pleasurable experience, but that's just, that's just what we sign up for. That's just part of the game, especially if you're in a restricted weight class. Um, and for me to be, um, in a mainstream organization to fight on a world stage, um, uh, I have to, uh, fight at a 70 kg weight. And so that's just yeah. part of what i there aren't
0: do. as many. Well, the weight classes for PFL. That's the only weight class available.
1: Yeah, they wanted to be again, like um, like just like the format we spoke about before. They wanted mm. to be more unique and um, you know, expand the growth of women's MMA and men. Have something unique uh to the to the other organi- uh, big organizations UFC Bellator. And it's only it's 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 pretty don't want to think about it to be a part of something that's gonna be history, you know, it is history and it is um helping the expansion and growth of like women's MMA and I get to figurehead that. Um and so I'm really like yeah uh really proud to be a part of that because that is gonna grow um more women's divisions in this sport and and we have to because we have to play catch up to the men and so if you know either way whether it's higher or lower um i think there's only one more um weight in the lower weight uh divisions that um atom weight um that, um is only restricted to a few uh, of the promotions mm. um but man like to have weight classes go all the way through and to make more weight classes just like they have in boxing yeah. And um, and kickboxing as well is something that I want to see grow in this sport and, and eventually happen.
0: Yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. But uh, anyway, yes, to your opponent who um, unfortunately had the head clash and all that, uh, I'm sure you want to wish her. Well, I want to wish her a speedy recovery as well, and uh, you know respect to her for um, for stepping up. You know, although 100%. she has um, you know achieved a lot in boxing, and to have st- you know, taking the fight with you, considering your your experience and, you know, where you fought on and the, the level you are at, you know, it's not an easy task. So, yeah. um, well, we wish you a speedy recovery. Um, yeah,
1: and the disclaimer, like, no disrespect to mm. my opponent, you know. Of course, I, I respect yeah. every, um, you know, female wahine toa mm. that of course, works yeah. their butt off to get into that ring mm. um, and everything that's involved prior to you know, it wasn't her fault that the fight ended the way it did or got stopped early. But she definitely had <laughs> New Zealand boxing officials <laughs> on her side yeah. <laughs> <night>. <laughs> And um, yeah, the fact that um, you know, for me, like I said, it, uh, just just touching back on before, it wasn't it wasn't the fact that it was a non-paid fight because the goal was not that. Um, wasn't the you know. Um, all the work and the weekend, the camp, that happens anyway, and lead up for a fight, um, just, you know, I couldn't, I had nothing to show for my coaches for their time and effort and even gas money for them to be able to come out and corner me that night, you know, it's just, and yeah, I just wish we had, um, though the, yeah, official result wasn't there, you know, I just wish, um, yeah, that it was, that it turned out different, but uh, it's only sparked, like, I've gained so much more from that experience like i'm really i really love boxing now and only now starting to um really understand um the basic science of it through my coaches and through the team that i work with and through you know all my hard work throughout this time mm. um and man i've got like big goals there too and i would love to take on more girls um, from around New Zealand um, when I get time next year.
0: Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that works out well for you. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, now now that that boxing fight's out of the way, um, you're focusing on your MMA camp now, um, leading up to your first fight on May the 6th. May 6th. Yeah, is that correct? May 6th. And um, that'll be in, uh, you know, the start of the PFL season. Yep. And you'll be in the U.S. So, um, yeah, you are fighting against uh, a lady by the name of Sanchez. Yeah,
1: Laura Sanchez. Laura Sanchez, um, yes. it's her name. And she comes from a great camp. A good coach, Duke Rufus. Um, where are they based? Uh, I forget, Illinois or something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, that's like Benson Henderson. Um, camp and stuff. Mm. So like, yeah, no, that they're they're a well-known camp and and base. And yeah, she's um she's tall like me. She's very uh yeah similar like in frame, like very athletic and um, uh yeah long rangy fighter. Likes to stand, likes to um, yeah strike and 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 uh, land her too and and yeah she yeah all over kind of mm. kickboxing striking style. Yeah, so that's who I'm coming up against in my first fight. And if I could have picked it, I would have picked her. I think it'll be a great stylistic uh, matchup match up for mm. me. Mm.
0: That'd be cool. That'd be interesting. We, we will be definitely looking forward to that. So talking about that, you know, with this whole thing happening, you'll be making the move to the US soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, moving there, training there and all that. and uh, how-
1: COVID land.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> they don't have as much uh, restrictions like compared to what it is over here.
1: Not at right. all. They're, they're allowed to <laughs> run rampant over it's a, there. It's a
0: little bit different. So how yeah. what, what are your thoughts about that, you know, heading over there, um training and yeah. living over there?
1: Initially when um uh when I spoke to Ray and he outlined how it was going to work and what we would have to do to make this all work this year are we Uh, talking
0: about uh, mr Ray seffel yes Yes. yeah
1: (laughs) yeah um and he told me like um yeah just just uh how like the amount of time and what it will require for me to um have the first two fights i almost (laughs) i almost came off the phone like in tears because i like with tears in my eyes because i was like I don't want to go back there, <laughs> not for that long, you yeah. know. Um, and I was like, "What am I gonna do?" And I'm gonna have to be stuck over there and by myself. And uh, I just, my brain went into a little tiz, and um, yeah, it was huge. It was like, "Calm down, we'll figure it out. It's gonna be okay." All right, and then um, yeah, now we 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 obviously been dealing with and sorting out the logistics and um yeah it's all uh it's all working out and uh, we've got a great plan for that and going forward um and yeah i'll be based over there for in total three months
0: or just under. that is is a a relatively long period but (laughs)
1: that's a long yeah three months but you know what then i Mm. think about it it goes by real fast it goes by real quick and then next thing you know like you know, we're in quarantine in New Zealand again. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so just under three months and then um, uh, two weeks of that is in isolation. Yeah, mm. quarantine New Zealand.
0: And so talking about um, heading over there, um, you know, you have uh, Cameron Ralston um, who will be heading there with you.
1: Cam Dam. Um,
0: yeah, Cam Van Dam. <laughs> uh, so he'll be um, sort of your training partner slash coach. Yeah. Slash. Uh, everything. He's gonna help you. I guess with your, with your diet, with your um, schedule, your routines, everything. So, um, how 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 do you find that? Like, um, tell us. Uh, you know, uh, what what do you think about that?
1: Yeah. No. Really fortunate that Cam was willing and able to
0: um,
1: mm. join me uh, for this. Um, yeah. He he we spoke about it and he put his hand up and we had a few chats and went back and forth and obviously put it to huge and things like that. And, um, yeah, it worked out, it worked out timing wise for him as well, of course. Um, and yeah, he'll be my right hand man, so to speak over there. I've also got Selby, I, I really wanted him to be there as well for the entire time. If I could have had Selby and, um, Cam there. Both, yeah. Um, but you know, Salby's got commitments here, so I'm really fortunate to be able to get him as well for the first fight. Then he will come back to New Zealand, uh, straight after that. Um, but yeah, Cam is an amazing teammate. Um, he helps so many of us willingly. Um, never asked for nothing. Um, I just, yeah, a solid, solid person. So I'm really, um, grateful that I'll have him there. Um, so yeah, he'll be, um, my main training partner and it's great because he's so well versed, um, all over and, um, he'll be a great, a great asset to me over there. Um, with all that. Uh, my diet, you know, the fight diet session. Geordie, he handles and really. shout out to shout Jordy, out to Jordy. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: clutch, <laughs> one of
1: my main men.
2: Hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali Channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast.
1: So Jordi has helped me uh, and come on board, especially the last, I think, maybe two months just over um and um helping me get down um and get prepared for this and then um also handled my fight week and weight cut um for my boxing fight a few days ago um so he's the man and um i lost a lot of weight um with doug and uh we got that initial fat and um puppy fat off with doug and the Doug Diet and um, <laughs> and um yeah, so we yeah, we were all together like since last year, um, lost twenty one KGs. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So nice. I was a fat girl.
0: <laughs> and I would I would say that but <laughs> <laughs> thick, thick, thick.
1: Yeah. Um, no, and so yeah, we managed to get it down um, yeah, a lot of um throughout this time hard work and you know Doug keeping me accountable keeping me honest and uh putting the the fear of God into me some days uh keep me kept me on and we were able to maintain and keep my body down at a really healthy um good walk around weight and then Geordie came on like I said two three months ago now um and just refined that and um f- started to create a plan to fuel me for performance um And uh, I feel great, you know, being on Jordy's, Jordy's, um, protocol and he's the man, like his stuff works, man. If you follow it, if you follow the plan and trust the process and follow it to tea. his yeah, fight week protocols and my water loading process was just, um, worry free because of him Mm. and it was just a matter of just following it and, and, um, and doing what needed to be done. So yeah, yeah. shout out to so,
0: Jordi. So when you guys um you know be heading over to uh, the US, you know, or you came and Selby, and you guys will be training out of um, XC MMA, which is a Racer for gym. Yes. So um, uh, you know how, how how do you find that training over there and with a new team, new faces?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be cool. I have been to Extreme um, before. Funnily enough, I've been there with Junior and Hemi and Doug. Um, they they were fighting um, a couple of years ago in Utah. In
0: Utah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, we were in Vegas watching Siggy um, when he was part of the PFL season in 2019. So that's where I was with them and then yeah a couple days we were training in vegas and um yeah we went to extreme there and then
0: how did you find there
1: yeah cool cool little facility it's like one of the og vegas gyms you know like randy couture's gym it's got a lot of history a lot of champions and um some of those old school like legendary fighters and mma have come from there so it was really cool man like i was like looking around like oh like the caliber of people and like MMA legends that um, have come through there and trained there, um, obviously a lot of current UFC, Bellator um, fighters and stars. So that's real cool. Um, but I know when I train, like, and when I'm in that mode, when I'm in camp, I just don't really care who's around, and as long as I get the work. And are
0: there many female fighters over there as well?
1: Yeah, they've got a, they've got a. Um, a fair few, as far as I know, a couple of USC girls, um, yeah. But I think they're like smaller girls. I th- no, they've got it. They've got. They do. They've got quite a um, uh, a um, big female fight team. Like um, a lot of range. So yeah, that I you know I'll, I'll see more and um, no doubt get to work with more when, um, and know more when I get over there. But um yeah, a lot of guys, I, a few I know a few guys from my time in California that um train there and stuff and that would cross train between the gym I was at and California. So it's cool. I've got like a, a couple of contacts there that um I'll reunite with um once we get over there to train. Ray's amazing, like he um, you know, opened up his place, you know, his gym, um, in his time and if we need him for anything, toll pads or um you know, help help us settle. He's uh, you know, been really accommodating like mm. that. So, yeah, we'll be based there, training predominantly out of there. Um, and yeah, and lead up for fight two, which will be uh, July twenty fifth, June twenty fifth. Sorry, June 25th, yeah, yeah, my month. Are... And
0: uh, who is that? Uh, the second fight against? Because it's not the second fight's not up on the page yet. Oh I think. Yeah, yeah, shit.
1: Maybe I maybe we said should've... it too fast uh said it too soon. Oh but well, that's okay. I think
0: maybe the date is there, but do we just do you know the uh are you not allowed to say the opponent yet or no no nah,
1: nah, you don't find out until fight one's finished. Uh, okay, so I they'll see. match it um after after the first fight. Yeah after so there's, the first fight. Um, No it is out. How many Ge- are there it is out on this one? June twenty fifth. It is a confirmed okay. date. Yes yeah, so it's all good. Yeah. Um yeah so all up there are ten. Mm. Yeah. Ten ladies in my
0: Who are you looking oh. to uh, some of the people who you'd like to match up with or compete against, some of the names?
1: Mm. All of them, because that's yeah. what this tournament is for. Like, honestly, like, um, whoever I get matched up with um, for the second one. Oh, yeah, no, there is a girl. There is a girl who, she was a late signee. Her name is Caitlin. Caitlin, um, she's like an Invicta veteran um mm. and she's been around for lot. Long- i think she fought on strike force and stuff um we were supposed to fight um in muay thai actually oh, okay. um a few years ago when i was based in the states and mm. for whatever reason that didn't happen um uh, yeah forget her last name it's gonna do my head and anyway she's part of the roster um so that'll be cool like just because that was a name that i was supposed to fight a couple of times um few years ago i'd like to come up against her but like i said all of them because that's what this tournament is for i'm going to come ag- come up against um you know all of them at some point so mm. you know what it, whatever presents itself for fight two i'll prepare accordingly and i'll be ready
0: you guys will have a, i'm pretty sure you have a, a good game plan for that totally. um yeah the recent one uh, I, I was listening to um, was uh, Clarissa Shields um who's going who's who just recently signed with PFL and going to be fighting. She's not going to be fighting on this season, am I correct? Or
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think hmm. they've just got her signed up to take one off initially. But yeah, I'd love to fight her. Mm. should be should be yeah, such a cool fight for me. I'd why, love to fight her.
0: Why 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 does it um uh, interest you to fight her?
1: Um because uh I just would love to execute a certain game plan on her, and I feel like um, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not to take away mm. the danger and threat that she brings. You know, she's got amazing hands, and she's powerful striker, a uh, puncher, you know, mm. um, and so, you know, uh, well aware of that, and so would have to, you know, execute what I would do and what I would like to do to her to a tee to not get caught by her either but also i throw good hands too and i'm also <laughs> strong and big so it's like with mma and four ounce gloves it's just um it's a different it's, test it's a different yeah, game yeah totally and it's not always the um best technician or striker that um exactly. can yeah. win um you know, it's, there's so many elements involved. It's a, it's a, it's a different kind of range. You've got to have a different kind of awareness and, um, and ring smarts and, con- uh, control that you've got to have in there. So all those things play a factor,
0: mm, be pretty not cool. just the
1: extremities of hard punches yeah. and, you know, that's mm. ignorant thinking.
0: Oh, well, we're definitely looking forward to that one. That'll be a fight that we definitely, uh, put our money uh, for. for <laughs>
1: um,
0: Anyway, uh, Jenna, we've come to the section now, wise words from the wise lady. Uh, for people watching, listening, uh, what sort of advice would you be giving them? Hmm.
1: What have other people said?
0: Man, heaps. We've had 32. Give me some
1: inspiration. Oh,
0: man. So many. To pass on I can't, some <laughs>
1: wise words.
0: I can't, I can't remember. Uh, it's.
1: What's one that stuck out to you?
0: <sighs> Honestly? That resonated,
1: it's... that got into it like that.
0: You Man, felt. Honestly, there's so many. You know, I can't tell you like
1: what did what did the big fella say? What be, did Eugene be, Berryman have to say? <laughs> on Royer's words. What did he have to say? It'd
0: be unfair for me to choose one from one of my previous guests. Okay, but if you're asking um what did Eugene say? Let me try to pull that up. Um I think his advice was his advice, one of his really good advice was um, people, you know, to find something other than fighting.
1: Oh, yeah. To fight is to have another.
0: Yes, to have a backup uh, or another. to have something else that they're building on the side and not just re- put all the eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. That was one of the really good advice that uh, I think a lot of people talked about that as well. Right. And, um, yeah, that's, so that, that's one 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 good one. What about the big fella?
1: Big Jones, the other big fella?
0: Um, Junior flat. I think for Junior's one, he was talking about uh, awareness of autism. Mm. Uh, that was a really good one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, let's say, oh, Nairine. Nairine's one, um, mm, she was talking about I say. Uh, awareness, mental health, you mm. know. So, like it's really interesting. All there's different people that I've had on, had, mm-hmm. they have their own little...
1: Yeah, things that
0: um, are has associated
1: a, and important to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So like for, for you, um, usually, you know, I mean, you are at a position now, you know, as much as, you know, sometimes you don't want to let it get to your head, but you are at a position now where you have a big following. You know, you have a lot of young girls look up to you. Mm. You know, they, uh, as much as sometimes, you know, You don't want to be like the... It depends how you look at it. You might want to be the role model. You might not. I I, I don't know. But, you know, sometimes some people don't want to be. But the reality is you are, Mm. you know. And you Mm. have a lot of girls in New Zealand or, you know, just around the world Mm. who look up to you and who are watching you. So, like, uh, yeah. From all those things that you've experienced. You've experienced a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: What would be... Okay, put it. What would be advice you will give to these young girls?
1: Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Um, to young girls, man. Um,
0: okay, maybe I, I don't want to say just young. No. Yeah. No. No. To all, people, yeah. no. It's <laughs> all okay. ages. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> people in general, but um, yeah. for sure, girls, um, especially probably coming up in um a man's world, not just. Talking about the fight game, mm. um. But man, just uh, know that we are the ones. We are the special ones. The world doesn't go around without us, and we gotta flip and remember that, you know. Um, and we can do anything. We can do anything we set our minds to. Woman is woman, a special man. Like all the things that we endure and balance, and how we handle things, and how we can come back from things and um yeah just man remember that it's cliche or as corny as that might this might all sound but it's it's a for real thing like remember the power that we possess um and don't let anyone don't let anyone stop you or take you away from any situation or anyone tell you um or deter you from anything you're trying to go for um you know the, I look up to great people like Serena Williams um um Austin Felix like track track stars and bear, and you know a lot of other fighters as well Gina Carano um who's like a a mentor of mine actually um you know who have paved the way and shown these these shown not just women but people how to do it with such resilience and tenacity and grace um and humility um, and there's so many different facets, facets to them. They're not just grouped in one box. They're not just one kind of type of person. They're tenacious. They're savage. They're hardworking. They're soft. They're, um, you know, they're they're uh, sensitive. They're all these things that make them really make them who they are make them great. Um, and sometimes people try to tell you to be not too much of this or not too much of that, especially on women, and just be whoever you want to be. But you know, do it well and do it with everything, and like you'll get there. You'll get there. And I'm I'm still, you know, doing my thing and and um, paving my path. And um, but these are things I've definitely learned along the way. Again some might hear this and think that sounds corny or whatever, but it's just the truth of it. And it's, you know, speaking from experience and things I'm experiencing myself, um, we bounce back harder than anyone. And we, we have to do kind of double the time if that makes sense. And a lot of, a lot of things. So, um, it's, it's all worth it and it's all possible.
0: Well, that's, um, that's actually really good advice, Jenna. Um, and um, oh, before, you know, before we go, before we wrap it up, do you have any shout-outs for anybody who's, um, who's done anything for you or anybody you want to talk about? Hmm. Any of the coaches or whoever?
1: Yeah, shout-out to my coaches. They um, they put up with me. And, yeah, Doug, Huge, Mike, um, you know, all, all our coaches, um, the team, of course shout out to the best team in the world city kickboxing um shout out to uh good looking crooks my crew my day one guys my my um grc family um engage uh my sponsors um oh also Danica jewelry who um Actually, just sent me like really, really nice. Them sent me my favorite um, jewel, which is a black pearl. Yeah, and it's um um, all the way from um the black pearls from Tahiti, and they sent me this beautiful like just just out of nowhere, um, uh, necklace and earrings. So I'll post a picture with those. But um, yeah, that was really that was just really beautiful and really nice. Um, so yeah, shout out to them. Um and let me think so i don't leave anyone out because these things are important and i always mess it up um (laughs) yeah jbl as well they've just they've just hooked me up um yeah i appreciate them that was massive um and uh, yeah that's it for now Yep. And shout um, out to you, Ali. Thank you for having me. And, <laughs> yes, um, exactly. I Thank w- you for coming. Yeah, this maybe. was supposed to happen.
0: Yes, yes. Jenna was supposed to be the first uh, female on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but, hey, well, we, we, we better all have, late than never.
0: We, you know, we, we have things that, um, you know, we are busy people and we, we try to, you know, organize things around and uh, previously it didn't work out but we finally managed to get it done and that's and and that's what's important it doesn't matter like to me it doesn't matter like the date or the order whatever like Mm. you know it's 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 great to have you on come on to share your story your message and i'm sure a lot of people can learn and benefit from that um oh the other one i want to touch on a little bit was um you know, uh, aside from your fight on Friday evening, mm. we also had um, uh, our teammates uh, fight as well on Friday and Saturday. Shuriken. So yeah. we had uh, Kevin Juse, yeah. who fought in the Shuriken Fight Series. And we also had Nairin Crowley and Mr. Mike Blood Diamond, yes. who fought um, on the King in the Ring events. Um, yeah. And
1: and Lawrence and Mizuho yes. and Jason.
0: Yes. So, sorry, for the Shuriken one, the full one was, yes. So that will be Mizuho... Um, Lawrence, Jason, and then the main event was Kevin Jusay. Yeah. So all four of them for the Shuriken and two for the King in the Ring. Um, Well, what are your um, thoughts about those two events and what we witnessed?
1: Um, Yeah, two great events, obviously, staples um, on the New Zealand fight scene Shuriken for MMA and King in the Ring, you know, the number one um, kickboxing promotion um, and and stage and platform for New Zealand. So um, I think they're both great um yeah it was so dope um happy like so though we all fought in different codes um respectively um we were all in camp together mm. so that was like that always is a bonus um when you have teammates alongside you that to do to um do alongside your conditioning sessions um, your sparrings, you know, all that's involved in our weeks, um, and we really helped each other throughout, and I'm, I like shout out to those boys, and I, and, and I, of course, um, for all their help and encouragement and support um, throughout that time, because like, you know, people say we live the dream, and we really truly do, but it doesn't mean that it's easy, you know, um, and like each, you know, we'd, we'd all have our days and moments, like, We're all pretty positive, upbeat, healthy people, and we all vibe off each other's energies. But sometimes, you know, one of us might be having a bad morning. One of us is hungry, probably usually me. Um, No, and, um, you know, we're weight cutting, um, all of us, and um, going through the grind and managing different injuries. We're never 100%, you know, Um, and, uh, yeah, we just really, like, vibed off each other and um you know if if you could see one person's energy was off you know one person will pick you up and just remind you and encourage you so those things are really cool you know have a really cool thing about being in fight camp together with your with your team and I love those guys man like we actually are all really close and um I'm so proud of them all like all to see them come through um and, and uh and uh, get the results that they did, um, over the weekend, I'm inspired by them, and it's genuine, like, um, and they're all great fighters, and great people, mostly, so, um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience to, to share that, so, yeah, it was funny, like, my fight, um, we got moved forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me and Doug like or Doug um called the pr- promoter of my my show. Yeah, so Doug um fortunately was able to get my like fight moved forward that night so that we could make the Shuriken boys um cuz they were literally fighting 5 minutes down the road. <laughs> yeah, and so like we this was no like I fought got out of the ring we went straight to the back got my belongings took my boxing boots off chucked on my slides and we're in the car within like <laughs> no shit like three minutes we all like rushed over to um shuriken. to shuriken yeah. down the road um and 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 see the boys um do the job on uh, friday night but yeah shout out to them they did incredible um and yeah, much they all more. did really
0: well. And, uh, yeah. you know, also talking about, you know, we talked about Mizuho, our, yeah. uh, our Japanese brother yeah. who, um, you know, has been training out of city kickboxing and, uh, for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this, you know, I think he, you know, I talked to him and he, you know, he, he said that he learned a lot from this fight and, you know, this whole experience was so cool to him. Yeah. But, uh, and also it's, it's a little bit sad because he'll be leaving, um, He'll be leaving us and heading back to Japan soon as well. Um, so yeah, it was unfortunately not the result that you know we wanted. But um, I think there's a lot of positives and a lot of things to gain from uh, from that event.
1: Yeah, yeah. For him. He he. I think like talking to him after straight after his fight, he already like picked up straight away mm-hmm. um, a lot of easy fixes going forward for him until um, his next fight and just to. Um, you know improve upon and, and training in a style and that's really positive and that kid is really talented and has a great style and it's only he hasn't even you know he hasn't even um opened up fully to that yet mm. so that's that's um an inspiring thing for him and uh yeah he's such not a bad vibe about that boy like mm i really think the world of him and adore him and he's such great energy to um everyone mm. every single day he's the same guy and he doesn't change and he always comes up and hugs and says hi to every single person as he walks through the door so um i hope it's he part can of, get it's back it's part of
0: the um, it's you know very respectful person it's part of like the japanese culture as yes. well like they're very respectful people
1: yeah very respectful yeah. culture um I love the Japanese people. That's another place I went to as well. Japan mm-hmm. is my favorite Asian country for the people and the culture that they mm-hmm. have there. Um, and yeah, no, we'll miss Mizuho when he goes. Definitely. And I hope, I hope Hopefully can find he gets a, to come back. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah find a way back. back soon. That'll be cool.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, what, what, what was your thoughts on uh, Kevin's fight for the main event?
1: Yeah, I mean, so proud of Kev. He helps me out a lot too and a great teammate and friend and he, um, he had a long layoff, 15 months as well, and I, I've been in his position, I'm home now, but I have been that foreigner, um, sacrificing and away from my family and my comforts and uh, my friends and all things familiar to me, and you're just there with one purpose and one dream and one grind and it can get monotonous and tedious and lonely and all the things. Um, you're you're sacrificing um all that to be there for this dream. So I know he was so hungry for mm. this fight and uh, been been you know
0: yeah he was getting quite frustrated as well <laughs> with the, the, <laughs> yeah. you know that long layoff
1: yeah yeah you know and that's just that's what we all have to go through at some point, unfortunately, um, yeah, that, that is part of the process. Um, but he should be really proud of himself. Um, I know he'll want to be busy and stay active and, and look to get another fight as soon as possible. Um, as soon as he can get matched. I think, I think they're in the pipelines for that. So man, um, Kev's career and future is so bright in the sport and I can't wait to see what he does. Um, amazing, uh, Grappler and, and bass and judo. Uh, and judo.
0: Is there, isn't he the judo master here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Sensei Juicy. Mm. Um, no, and so, uh, yeah, he gives a lot of the boys trouble, uh, you mm. know, any given day. And and he's here to improve his stand-up and his overall game, of course. Um, but I know he's working hard on that with Huge and, you know, other coaches in the team here. Um, on just being uh, well-rounded and becoming a better fighter like we all are. Um, but yeah, Kev's... Um, Kev, yeah, he's the man. He'll be back in there soon.
0: Also touch a little bit about um, Nyrene's post-fight um, speech <laughs> uh, or talk that she gave. Um, you I know, didn't see it. Uh, yeah. I, I missed it because it yeah. cut out. Yeah. But um, yeah, she was she was talking about the... Uh, yeah, there was a period where it was kind of off. I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. managed to watch that one. She was talking about the adversities that she actually went through uh, leading up to her fight. And um, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. She she said that someone in her, her circle, I I might I think, I hope I don't get this wrong, but someone in her, uh, her circle, or I don't know who exactly it was, uh, took their life away. And, um, you know, she had to deal with that you know leading up to her fight as well and how she pushed through and you know she was talking about awareness for mental health again you know using her platform to talk about that that's so cool yeah Um, to you know to to try to push people to be a bit more aware of all this and
1: yeah oh she she speaks so well on Mm. that stuff and i know that's something that she is truly like um passionate passionate and advocating Mm. for and it's amazing you know like um that she is being vocal and finding her voice, um, to to bring awareness to that, um, to her own, you know, um, um, pool of of, of people that look up and follow her, uh, But yeah, I do know. Um, again, missed the speech because it cut out mm. on on television. But uh, um, she came to me um right before we were about to condition. She had gotten a message that her manager um had taken his life um the night before she Mm. just had found out and she was just didn't know how to handle it and in Mm. shock because that was like her boss and um yeah that was tough man and then I remember I think that week they had the service um that Sunday so yeah you know amidst being in camp and Mm. all the um running around emotions, and up and downs emotions and emotions, as well, yeah. um, that come from that alone, to, you know, for that to happen is, was really sad and unfortunate. And I know she did, um, have to, um, deal with that and navigate her way through that and just try to stay as locked in as possible. Um, you know, throughout that time with her fight only being a week after, so um yeah she's she did amazing and i'm really proud of her
0: definitely yeah Yeah. and um she put on both her and her opponent put on a really good fight as well yeah and um yeah it was an amazing fight the um you know i think it's it's great you know what they're doing is they're trying to show the level of uh you know female fighting and they um Pushing for more female fights uh, yes. on on these big events and yeah, generally you know, um, At them. the end of the day, like you know, the, the the decision came to a draw, but at the end of the th- end of the day, I think they're both winners. You know, and they're trying to achieve things. And
1: yeah, hundred percent. Really
0: cool. Anyway, yeah. Jenna, I shall not take uh, up any more of your time. Thank you very much for uh, coming on the show today. We uh, want to wish you all the best for um, your fights on the uh, PFL season. Thank and, you. Uh, Um, you know I wish you nothing but success and to see you do well on the world stage and uh, also in in your future in the MMA in your MMA career anyway Jenna thank you very much
1: appreciate it brother thank you for having me
0: no worries cheers guys
2: Um, if you've stayed this far thank you very much for watching (laughs) and uh, yeah we'll see you on the next one hey guys Ali here just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast we appreciate your love and your support if you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos like actually up on YouTube at The Ali Channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at The underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at The Ali Channel. We'll see you soon.